Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week we have more Dream Apart, but first I have an important announcement to make. After almost five years of working as my partner on One Shot, my best friend, Kat Cool, will be moving on from her position at the company. Now, I can already hear people gasping in panic, so I want to assure you that you will still be hearing from her on OneShot Projects. We've posted an update on the OneShot site with an in-depth explanation of what cat leaving the company means. In this introduction, though, I want to take a quick moment to talk about what working with Kat has meant to me. Now, as some of you know, Kat and I found gaming together in college. More accurately, Kat found gaming, and I found Kat, and it changed our lives together. Before meeting Kat and getting to know her freshman year, I don't think I really understood what friendship was. I had certainly been friends with people before, but I had never made the kind of connection that I did with Kat. And a huge part of that is that we got to know each other through creativity. By playing together, we embraced the most intimate parts of each other's personalities. I have always been in awe of Kat's ideas. Her ambition has carried her from many different creative endeavors, but I was always sure that wherever she ended up, she would be one of the best. And before we started working on this network together, we were both in pretty bad places. I was failing to find a firm footing in the Chicago comedy scene. I had been training for years, um, doing classes forever, but I couldn't get cast in anything, and I was starting to wonder if I had a future at all. Meanwhile, Kat was slowly drifting away from her creative self, uh, sinking more and more into day jobs. When I first started One Shot, I asked her to be involved because playing with Kat was different. She was good at it, or more accurately, we were good at it together. Even in college, when we would play together, I would sit and think about how it was a shame that there was no way for us to show other people what we were doing. I knew having her involved would change everything about the project. And I knew that with one shot, I wanted to show off the thing in games that changed my life. The kind of storytelling that was the foundation of the most important friendship I had ever had. I knew that if I wanted to do this right, I needed to do it alongside her. And I am tremendously proud of everything that we have done while Kat was part of this organization. I think we created amazing art. Most of it is tremendously silly, and and some of it is challenging and beautiful. We've used our resources and influence to help introduce new voices to the gaming space. And we've worked hard to make the community around games nicer for folks who haven't always felt welcome. We built this company, every part of it, into something that I'm proud of. I could have never gotten to this point without my best friend. Over these five years, I've grown from a performer looking for a voice into someone with a clear purpose and strong will to create. I'm that person because of my best friend. And although it's scary to be running things without Kat, I know I can because she helped me become the person who can. Kat will always be one of my most cherished friends. She will always be the type of person who inspires and fascinates me creatively. And I know One Shot is a dream come true because I built it with her. And I can't wait to see what she does next. So please read the update and wish Kat well on her journey as she moves forward with her career. And with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. So, does Rivka have a voice after this? 
Has Rifka lost her voice? If she doesn't, I can use that to reap the consequences of meddling in the unseen world. And I think the question of what makes me vulnerable in this situation is fairly obvious. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. The possessing thing took Rifka's voice and went into you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The question is, do you just talk with Rifka's voice now? Um, That's a hard question to answer. Yeah. I, I, I would say no. No? no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, you're also possessed by a dibbic of some sort. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm possessed and I had some angry plans. So uh-huh. I think it makes it very clear what my next moves are. <laughs> oh. You first. Planted. No, I, I think I'm just having the same reaction as you are. If you've got an idea, go for it. Well, yeah. who is going to deal with dibbic possession? Obviously, it's the Hasids. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they would. Which means that the rabbi from this community is going to have to go ask for their help. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this rules. Yeah. Uh, so, does he bring anyone with him to negotiate? I think it's going to be Shira, because Shira is Hasid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that should be like this this next scene. I think that's the next logical step. I yeah. will yeah. I will tell y'all that Zalman is not there with you. <laughs> I think I think this is mostly about you guys going, we saw this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then would you like to play the Hasidic Sharabi? Yeah, which uh does that mean God, I, I I know I need to take on one of these things. Hand me the unseen world. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that move got used yeah. successfully. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I'm probably gonna need yeah, that. Yeah, you probably too. want that too. So I think mm-hmm. it might be appropriate to set that scene like right after the explanation has been completed about the Divic possession. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like Shira is there, the rabbi is there, and the Hasidic the Hasidic rabbi is there as well. Would Shira have brought anyone else with her? Because she she doesn't really have a lot of credibility Bloody. being a traveling klezmer. Yeah. Zelda. Zelda, Zelda yeah. would be a good so, yeah. person. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. As like the matchmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Social power is like the yeah. thing on mm-hmm. on her sheet. Um you would have token that. Because you have you have oh, activated yeah. my lure. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, so I think then probably what could well have happened here actually is the rabbi comes to Zelda as a like or or vice versa. Yeah. With the like, here's a we need person, to speak with the Hasids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Zelda comes to Shira mm-hmm. to bring in the Hasids. So then maybe yeah. it would be a good idea that maybe the rabbi himself was on that scene, so that way like it's a. I think his wife told him everything yeah, about no, it. Yeah, and okay. I think he's there from her. Yeah. Per- okay, from her perceptions too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The rabbi's wife went to Zelda, and Zelda yeah. brought Shira to the rabbi. <laughs> the uh-huh. rabbi, the rabbi's yeah. wife went to Zelda, and Zelda brought yeah. Shira. To the okay, rabbi. so uh-huh. is the rabbi in the scene? That yes, okay. yes. All right, yes. Yeah, Zelda he- wouldn't want to go talk to the Hasidic rabbi without him there. That's fair. Yeah. I can yeah. totally see Tova going to the rabbi. Get our daughter's voice back. back. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. My beautiful daughter's voice must be in her body uh-huh. and no one else's. Yeah. And that is where we are now mm-hmm. with Zalman in the condition he is in. Do you want to describe the Hasidic temple? Sure. So this Hasidic temple is much smaller. Small. It's not well appointed. It's a simple room with benches and a... Uh, an art, the only beautiful thing in this place is the ark, which is beautifully carved and contains two small, very old 
Torah scrolls that have been gotten from somewhere. And the rabbi's office is just a little room right behind the ark. Just around the just around the corner. Choke up on the mic a little bit. Just, just around the corner, there's a, a the the rabbi's office is a little room, and with just a desk, a few chairs, very simple. When you come in, he's actually surprisingly young. Oh, I like that. The Hasidic yeah. rabbi is in his late twenties. Mm. I mean, I love this. They're, they're a new part of the community, right? Yeah. So this yeah. is clearly someone who felt very passionate and started he's, up this practice here. Yeah. Young. He's kind of charismatic and charming. He's attractive. He's an attractive, young, charming man. And that's what you see when you walk and he welcomes you into his office, welcomes us into the office. And it's, and it's, a, it's a warm welcome. And he asks, please, please have a seat. What brings you to my office? We need your knowledge and perspective. Good. I need your knowledge and perspective. So I believe this is this is a good meeting. The rabbi looks surprised by that statement. There was a there was a dibbic. Uh His demeanor changes very suddenly, um, uh, and like you can tell, there's a bit of surprise. Um, and you know, he's. St- Still a young person. Um, so I don't know that it is fear that you see. You're watching someone feel like they have entered the moment that they have been waiting for. <laughs> so like a anticipatory reaction? Yeah, it's like, this is, this is it. This is why I did this. What have you seen? Zelda, you can speak to this better than I can. I was not there. Yes. Um, Rivka... As you know, gave birth. I, I was there. Uh, Shira was there. Um, and uh, Zalman was also there. His face darkens at that name. He had come with Hotsky uh, and appeared to be trying to do something to assist. Zalman met her eyes and wouldn't let them go. And then there was a darkness and it entered Rivka and Salman began to glow. There is a whisper, Shira. Did Salman invite the darkness? As the whisper ends, you see the rabbi looking at you expectantly as though he had spoken, but he has not. at at this as Zalman did that was when the the darkness entered the room i he nods as though a question has been answered and confirmed for him then that was an unseen move by the way <laughs> mm-hmm. um for those playing along at home i was uh tempting someone with a whisper then rivka screamed once and then there was so much light and so much darkness. And then Salman began screaming with her voice. He sits back, taking in everything. And he's was nodding slowly throughout the entire story. And he hasn't stopped nodding. 
So I might need to ask for help with what form <laughs> this should take uh, no because I'm I'm playing out of uh, something that uh, an area I have no knowledge about. But I like the idea of revealing where valuable information can be found and the barriers to getting it. Though I don't know what shape that should take. So here is an interesting feature about the Rebbe being this young. It is not permitted to study some of the deepest mystical questions unless the person studying them is a married man with children over 35. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think his nodding slows and starts turning to shaking of his head. Um there are answers. There are answers. But I cannot know them. And if I were to seek them out now, they would be no good to anyone. Why, Rebbe? There are certain things that men of my age and station cannot yet study. Uh, He says with some, like at first, because he's a guy who started like schism to community. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh It started very self-important. And then ended with a note of embarrassment. Zelda nods. (laughs) (laughs) The rabbi nods. (laughs) But then, like, the the impetuousness of youth uh, flares up in him again. But someone must study them. Hmm. As he meets the eyes of the older man. Uh, Zelda is going to persuade mutually hostile groups to ally for now. Yes! (laughs) How did she do this? Rabbi, this is your own daughter. I know that you might not always like what these men say, but if he cannot look at the texts, you can. The rabbi scans the floor for a moment. Looks up at Zelda, glances to the other rabbi, shakes his head for a second. Whatever it takes for my daughter. Um, Whatever it takes. The younger man, like, nods solemnly, and there is a, you can see a trace of admiration um, in, in him as he stands up, then... I can help show you where to look. Please. Let's let's go immediately. And I think that's a good spot to end that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that rules. Uh-huh. Um so we come to Zalman. Yeah. Or what what is in Zalman's body right now at least. Mm-hmm. I think Zalman is going to in this time do one of his strong moves. Yeah. And that is move unseen. Hmm. Where is he headed? We can see, I think, in like a sort of sunset, we can see the silhouette of Zalman as he is approaching the Kazakh garrison. We can just see outside as the sun is setting with or with hues of orange and red, this figure just in front of that place staring at it uh, with some intent. Uh, inside, Zalman, 
uh, and the thing with Zalman too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both see uh, two men arguing, doing a move of the Goyesha world, expose Ooh. factions and tensions. Do you, you, don't, spend, you don't need to spend oh, yours for the Goyesha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, pressure the shtetl to take sides. He sees the fine-dressed man from before mm-hmm. uh, arguing with Benjamin and some of the other soldiers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The person who wanted the schism in the community. The fine-dressed man is talking about how it's gone on long enough, and Benjamin, you know about their world. Pick one of the synagogues. Benjamin is clearly in distress, more frightened than he has ever been in his life. I think he's clutching something right now for maybe protection maybe for guidance what, what what do we think he has like in a hand or pocket that he's holding on to hoping for help so i have an idea what is something that's important to zelda hmm considering <laughs> yeah oh we yeah that much yeah earlier. that yeah. rules uh something that's definitely important to zelda are the like charms that she has put up around yeah. her house we talked about this earlier, the little bits that she tries to just make the world better. So there is a type of charm mm-hmm. that was particularly given out by the Hasidic rabbis that would have a little little tiny scroll of a Bible verse mm-hmm. of something in it that would be meant to ward off some type of evil. This is so perfect. Thank yeah. you for that element. Yeah. I, I love that because... So that's definitely what he's yeah. got to be clutching. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a gift from Zelda. He's, yeah. he's clutching that gift from Zelda made by her loving hands. And it is the reason that he, and only he, is the person that sees Zalman enter the room. Mm-hmm. The other soldiers, the fine-dressed man, see nothing as this figure who looks very much worse for wear and is wearing the normal rags that that Zalman has walks into the room and pushes past soldiers. I think the first thing he sees of Zalman is Zalman's hand wrapping around the face of one of the soldiers as he easily moves him out of the way and comes up to the fine-dressed man who is still pressuring Benjamin to choose to make the impossible choice that was faced with this wise rabbi earlier. And Benjamin, his fear was already at an unbelievable height, but he is seeing this thing that, that his eyes can't comprehend. And I am going to do another strong move for Zalman, and I am going to discover a secret name. Um, <laughs> and Zalman, I think Zalman comes up behind the fine dressed man, touches the back of his head. This person is just looking down over Benjamin, not reacting at all. And in the middle of his talking, Zalman reaches into his mouth and draws something out of it, looks at it, and then puts it back in the man's mouth. <laughs> um, oh, God. Closes his mouth and then turns the man's face to look at his. I will then make my regular move to stare into someone's eyes without blinking. And (laughs) the final move, the final strong move that I will make is uh, compel someone with a secret name. Uh And he speaks a name aloud to this man and says, 
lead yourself to ruin. And then turns around, and I, I'm also going to, uh, to make a weak move there and say, I am going to give in to fear, greed, malice uh, at my own peril <laughs> as Zalman turns to walk out of the room. Benjamin stares. <laughs> <laughs> his mouth agape at what is going on I thought I was already looking at the most terrifying thing in the area I was wrong <laughs> can't wait to see how you guys fix this one yeah <laughs> what's going on with Hatsuki so I was thinking Hatsuki was going to come up was going to come up next because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay. I think Hatsuki is going to have to be there for what happens with Zalman mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, Zalman did that. Yeah, I'm in I'm in the great position of being able to cause the problems. You guys have to solve, solve them. them. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. So we were going to check in You're on possessed by a dibic. Yeah. <laughs> so we were going to check in on Hotsky? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um okay, so I feel like I kind of like the idea that since I'm the point of connection that like brought kind of brought Zalman into a lot of this roleplay-wise a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like Zalman should come to Khatsky, or I'm trying to find Zalman. Mm. Mm. You're yeah. trying to like, find Zalman. I like that. Maybe, I like that. I, maybe I've been aware that the rat, they ha- we have the solution, we know what's going on, but we have to find Zalman so that we can get, you know, get everything in place. So maybe this is actually a couple days later. Yeah. So reuse, I feel like to reuse a, a, an important location that we've consistently used, I feel like we should be, it should be Zalman's home. Yeah. Um, the question is, what is th- what is it, the setting like now in Zalman's <laughs> home while he while he is possessed? Okay. Yeah, I think I am going to be making a move as the wild forest, and I'm going to put the forest in someone's way. You are making your way to Zalman's home, and you come to the tree line of the forest, and from experience, you know. His home is well in front of the tree line, but Mm -hmm. you can see, as you have reached the other side of the river, beyond the trees, the familiar sight of his home, now thick in the forest. It wasn't like this before. Do I have any type of weapon on me? I'm trying to think. What would Kotsky carry as a weapon? Probably nothing. I would so say you'd not. probably have a knife as tools of the trade, yeah. because yeah. but it would be a small one for yeah. making for making surgical cuts. Making surgical yeah. cuts and when absolutely it. necessary. I mean, you do you have shoes? Yes, I would say yes. Why not? <laughs> well, you could always carry a shoe. <laughs> yeah. Chatsky pauses, takes a slow, deep breath to center himself. This is for his sake. This is for Rivka, and pushes forth. Into the trees. As you step into the trees, you can feel, though you can still see your destination, as clearly as you saw it when it was outside of the trees, it feels like everywhere you are not looking, there are unseen branches and vines that catch and pull at you. Uh, It's as though you are struggling against something that refuses to reveal itself to you however i have unending patience oh i love that so i will continue to push forward you hear the tickling whisper at the back of your mind flesh 
as the branches and trees pull at you harder, scraping. There's pain, but never drawing any blood. The question that I have, you have infinite patience. Mm -hmm. Do you have prodigious prodigious strength? You you have prodigious strength as well. This is this is good. <laughs> I, I think the uh, answer to the question is obvious uh, in light of those two facts. But does Kotsky sac- make a sacrifice to the forest? What it's asking, flesh and bone. And more importantly, earlier did Kotsky make that sacrifice? Because now I believe is the time where we would find that out. Did the baby? <laughs> I'm going to say. That Khatsky actually did make that sacrifice. <sighs> okay. Because. And everyone's eyes go wide. <laughs> I think from Khatsky's perspective, he made that he made that sacrifice because it was like the desecrative moment of if it saves the rest of the children in the shtetl and can protect even those of both the Jews and the Goyim, it is a it is a sacrifice he is willing to make. And he can atone for his sins in Yom Kippur. I, I now need to while while you are <laughs> while you are thinking that your prodigious strength and your patience is helping you push past the pain and the frustration that this forest is presenting you with as it asks you quite plainly for larger sacrifices. With texts and traditions, I want to introduce a divisive debate about interpretations and practices in your own head. (laughs) Okay. Is that sacrifice right? Do you believe that you've done the right thing now as the forest hungers for more? I am an idealist. I am following my ideals and the right thing is for the greater good of of the shtetl and the community. I think then after this massive crescendo of of the branches pulling at you, trying to dissuade you, trying to lead you down different paths, the path forward is clear as it has always been. And you find yourself in front of Zalman's home, which is now in front of the forest. How injured am I? You are tired, but like I said, no blood has been shed. Perhaps battered. Okay. So... Chatsky is standing now outside of Salman's home. He stands there for a moment with his hands on his thighs, bent over, breathing heavily after what he just experienced. Takes a slow, deep breath, takes another one, and knocks on Salman's entrance. I think you hear two voices call to you to come in. And I enter. And Zalman is there. And you can see quite clearly in front of him, there is this map that we in the audience have seen earlier of different bits and bobs made up uh, to represent the town. Somewhat different is that there are, I think, ants and other things moving around that are representing the movements quite perfectly of all of the people and whatnot in the town. (laughs) Zalman, what is this? This is the town. This is Shtetl. Our Shtetl. My Shtetl. Oh. It's yours. I am the one who acts to protect it. I am the one who finds the sacrifices necessary to keep it safe. 
and I am the one who will drive away the troubles. My shadow. Do we not all make sacrifices for the shtetl? Sacrifices have been made to no avail. I will make a sacrifice, the last one that is necessary. And what is that sacrifice? Solomon just leaves his palms open in front of you and looks at you in the eyes, not blinking. Just for note, was that your regular move? That's that a regular normal? move. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what does that do to me? So it doesn't do anything to you, but you understand that what you are speaking to is Solomon and it is also not Solomon. Mm. Or Zalman. I keep saying Solomon. <laughs> Zalman and not Zalman. Zalman, what is the sacrifice? You're you are speaking, speaking to, to it. it. Am I speaking to you or am I speaking to more than just you? Yes. Chatsky yes. looks perturbed. What from now? The, the deal is simple. simple. I, I protect this community. community. I drive away the things that poison it. In exchange for what? In exchange for what Zalman has offered us. His existence? His soul? You're close enough. And what about after you? What if what you possess no longer can contain you? The stories are true. Still looking into your eyes. We I found Zalman, and he showed me you. I'm going to use a strong move. Yeah, do it! And it's not, it doesn't really determine whether this is physical or psychological. I'm going to overpower someone for their own good. <laughs> oh, I think this is physical. <clears throat> yeah. I think, I think you, because psychological is like a very different space guess, that we're dealing with right now yes against yeah. a dibic yeah good luck i think you can easily overpower the physical form that is solomon he is not a strong man and you most certainly are so i think what is going to happen is there's a soft prayer under Chatsky's breath and then he lunges at the duo that is zalman right now mm-hmm. there are screams they are zalman's screams they are Rivka's screams, and they are screams of so many things that have come before. And I drag this screaming Zalman out his front door. I think that's where I would end it. Yep. <laughs> so I think the the last the last scene or the next scene mm-hmm. is probably drive out the Dybbuk. Drive yeah. out mm-hmm. the Dybbuk. We've got the we've got probably both rabbis. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The blacksmith does owe Zelda and Hotsky for what they did with the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So my thought is we come into Zalman metal restraints. Ooh. Mm. So at this point, I can take on the the Hasidish rabbi that you yeah. were playing before. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be playing Hotsky or the rabbi? Um, I feel like the Hotsky probably won't have much involvement in yeah. that scene he he's served his part i just want to double check you said you had an idea for shira for your oh i i was thinking that we still have the problem of cossacks want to us to pick one of my contacts in the outside world is the cossack leader's bride that's right if shira's band is playing the wedding 
Uh, mm. I think there's a way to negotiate that. Maybe that might be a good, uh, like, ending scene then? Yeah. We, yeah. And we yeah. see the results we, of whatever yeah. Zalman and the demon did. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Boy, <laughs> I'm so, so curious. <laughs> okay, so in that case, yourself to ruin. I think in that case, I would play. The, I would play the 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 older rabbi, the one of the the the, the proper congregation. Proper, wrong word. Uh-huh. Uh, the the larger congregation. All right, Zelda definitely would want to be there, just because she wants to be involved in everything. That's fair. <laughs> I know those types uh, in the community. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it might make more sense for her to actually be at the wedding because of Benjamin. Are they happening at the same time? That's the thing, is that they could be happening at different times. So is Zelda here at the at the uh, exorcism and then later at the wedding? Got an exorcism in the morning, a wedding yeah. in the evening. Yeah, yeah sure. I've got a full day. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So Because uh, we, never, we never really said how much... Did we say how much time had passed between... Uh, the, whatever Zalman did, and no, no, I, I, I thought like it was days later. A you couple said. days, so yeah, yeah. So there's just a couple days. Yeah, so you're gonna be the. I'll be the Hasidish Rebbe. Awesome. Do you want to set the scene then? With Zalman. So of course the yeah. rabbi has been doing the research on what's needed. Mm-hmm. With the Hasidish Rebbe has actually been willing to take a surprisingly supportive role. The Hasidish Rebbe has brought the rabbi everything he needed, helped him, and stayed well and truly out of the books mm. because that's not right. That's not his place. And so at this point, the Hasidish Rebbe is supporting, is there to affirm to the rabbi that this is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And to do what needs to be done, but not to take the lead role because he can't. Right. Hmm. I imagine because I kind of like the idea of it. So Rivka probably has to be there as well. Yes. So yeah. what is Rivka doing during this? Uh, Rivka um, Rivka's probably also restrained just preemptively. Oh, Okay. Um, and Zelda is there with Rivka trying to keep her calm as Rivka wordlessly opens her mouth, just trying to understand what's going on. Um, and so the rabbi looks at the restrained Zalman, and there is pain on his face because he is looking at his friend. Yeah, I, I think the restrained Zalman is probably twisting that knife i think there are there's begging and pleading in zalman's voice for him not to do what he knows must be done hmm. i imagine palm leaves would probably be involved in something with this right because i think of like being going to like a schwitz or yeah you could do that i mean i would certainly expect a lot of it to be textual sure yeah mm-hmm. mostly writing Either on the person themselves, mm-hmm. on parchment that is put in their mouths, yeah, on oh, parchment yeah. that is covered with honey, and then the honey is put in their mouths. Let's go for all three. Why not? Sure. <laughs> I mean, you, you, it's it's his daughter. He's got to yeah. pull out all the slaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So while that begging <laughs> continues to occur, there is like every possible option the rabbi is can pursue is being performed mm-hmm. upon. Zalman. Um, 
it is clearly painful for the rabbi because, again, this is his friend, but there's also the recognition that it is not just his friend in there. <laughs> and so he continues to inscribe upon Zalman's flesh. Mm. Uh, he, well, with ink, not not other inscribing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, friend, I'm doing this for your own good. Um, That'd be for vo- verboten anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is there is text being written in on on parchment, and then that is being forced into Zelman's mouth, and then we're gonna go that honey route as well. Uh, so yeah, all stops are being pulled out. Uh, I'm gonna do a strong move. So I'm just gonna look at Zelman. Uh, what is your greatest fear? What is Zalman's greatest fear? I'd say Zalman's greatest fear is probably this situation that he's in right now. <laughs> yeah. But this isn't just Zalman, right? Yeah. No. Probably God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> How do we want to use that knowledge? Well... The rabbi, I assume, is going to begin invoking Hashem. It's going to start yeah. scribing onto the bodies, taking scrolls and putting them into mouths, anointing with honey, anointing, yeah. Oh, gosh. Rabbi with is wine, doing all that. Yeah. yeah. There's mm-hmm. wine. There's prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's candles. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Zelda just runs around doing everything that she can to help. A regular move, cave to someone's demands. Just, just everything. They they say we need this, boom she gets yep. it. We need this, and, she gets it. And I expect the Hasidic Rebbe is doing a lot of the writing out what is what he's told to write out mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the parts uh-huh. that require a learned man but are not the lead. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Susan and Adira have got that covered. Yeah. <laughs> Is a is a yeah con a ritual. Uh-huh. So I think uh, for an unseen world move, I'm going to reveal something hidden as the ritual moves on um, mm-hmm. and continues. I think we see the shape of the thing inside Zalman make itself known. Ooh, um, I think that that darkness comes out of him. Uh, and now floats over him, uh, and I think there's like a tendril of connection, and everyone involved in the ritual is uh, tired. And Zalman looks as though he has been beaten and tortured for days and days. Um, There's, again, no marks on his flesh that have not been drawn on him, but he is exhausted as well. So I actually just thought of a reason why... uh... Where Chatsky can be in the scene. Ooh. Uh, and it's mostly for the purposes of a strong move. Um, because probably the realization that um, what could happen could mean the risk of Zalman's life. So you need the midwife there. Uh, so oh, he is going to like ease that. someone's pain. So Chatsky is there to ease his pain in his – hopefully keep him alive, but mostly – What does he do to ease his pain? Ooh. Um, there is a surprisingly, there's a surprising amount of gentleness in what, um, in what Chatsky is doing. Um, there is, it may, you know, it may seem more controversial nowadays, but there is a gentle stroking of his hair. There is talking softly to him. Uh, there is 
anointing him with with certain oils. There is doing what he can to not interfere with the ritual, but to bring ease and to alleviate pain for Zalman as this continues. That's that's good. I really, really like that. Um, which means I think we get to uh, the part of this scene that really has it be make or break. And yeah. where is the going? I, I had just taken. Oh it yeah, go, to... yeah. Okay. I mean, if you, if you want to make it, then yeah, go for it. Go for I, it. I, I I had already planned for oh, this. Please. Oh, please. <laughs> what do they do? So clearly, as this cloud of darkness begins emerging from Zalman's mouth, mm-hmm. a young Cossack soldier alone comes up to this scene, sees what's happening, screams. And runs back to the barracks. And as he screams, this dark cloud resonates with the hundreds of screams that are inside it. And among them, you can hear Zalman. You can hear Rivka. You can hear the screams of victims past. And the rabbi continues. So, where first of all, where do we? This is is it this at the blacksmiths or probably yeah okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, do we just think the Cossacks arrive in force? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. clearly there is witchcraft, Mm -hmm. and this is what's causing the plague, and they need to drive it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as the Cossacks begin. uh, rolling up to the building, Zelda is going to meet them outside. Oh yes, um, and basically do everything that she can to serve as a distraction. Just screaming, yelling. Are you making a move? Um, basically, she's. I'm attempting to stubbornly refuse to reconcile at significant costs. So. These Cossacks want to go in. Mm-hmm. Zelda is not going to let them. Now, likely that's not going to delay them for very much. <laughs> and all but, it will really leave is but Zelda. But could it be beat. long enough? But it could be it long could enough. It could be long enough. And I, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. says so much about Zelda. Mm-hmm. I think to amp this tension up just a little bit more, uh, Benjamin has to be part of this contingent because we've already seen him be yeah. with them uh so benjamin ha- is standing there with the soldiers um and i think something of the things that you're saying are resonating with him mm-hmm. if not dissuading his superiors and stopping this from happening happening what I, the moment of connection between you two? I, yeah. I, I just want to examine that and see that. What does it look like? Um, Zelda looks at Benjamin, and she knows that if he just asked her to step aside, that she would. Mm-hmm. 
that she would let the men go in. But he hasn't asked her yet. No, because he knows better. Yeah. So she's going to keep doing it, regardless of the costs. I think then the thing that finally moves her aside is uh, the the finely dressed man. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> He strikes her and... That moves her out of the way as he enters that room and follows his command to lead himself to ruin. Mm -hmm. I am going to actually spend two together here. Ooh. Ooh. I am going to uh, find one of my contacts in an unexpected place. So I am actually, uh, Zelda is actually, sorry, Rivka, Shira is actually walking with the Cossack's leader's bride, huh. who oh. is her friend who she's been possibly seducing, <laughs> and comes up to this, sees this situation with his young bride-to-be in tow. Oh, oh man! What? Therefore, pulling off an impo- which leads her to the situation of pulling off an impossibly daring stunt. Sure, I, I to gotta put see this. <laughs> herself and his bride in his way, in such a fact that his bride is willing to follow her mm-hmm. to put her, them in in his way in such a way. Where it is his bride telling him, and he has no choice but to either go through his wife to be or turn aside. He has one command, and it was given to him by his secret name. Yeah. He must go through. Oh. (laughs) So that marriage is definitely tanked. Um, (laughs) Uh,. Zelda is going to take the bride after all of this mm-hmm. and just get out of harm's way. Yep. <laughs> I like that a mm. lot. Um, so the Kazakh leader uh, who is harried and – yeah, please. Um, given that, I'm actually going to take one back for spectacularly screw up a – <laughs> a, a, a hustle, a gambit, given how badly that is going to wind up having fallout. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. He enters the room. The dibbic is there in the air. Um, the rabbis are working. Um, Zalman is is on death's door. Um, and I think... I think Rivka is like more terrified than she's ever been in her life, and she can't even scream. Understandable. Yeah. She just listens to her own screams in this horrible mass. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have any strong moves as the sorcerer that I think end this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got an idea. All right. The point was for the Cossack leader to be driven to ruin, right? Yeah. Bring himself to ruin? Yeah. All right, how about this? The Cossacks enter just as the ritual is ending. 
just as the exorcism is being completed. The room, this area within the blacksmith's workshop is filled with both human and inhuman screams. It is the Cossack scream that punctuates the ending of the ritual because what he has come in and seen is beyond his conception. It is that scream that summons the Dybbuk. Rivka's voice is able to ring out from its true home again. And the being has been pulled out of Zalman. But something like this needs a new home. And the Dybbuk is very familiar with this Cossack. After all, it also knows its its secret name. <laughs> that is just as that is almost equivalent as welcoming him in. And that scream means there's an open mouth to enter. And so it does. <sighs> I think to finish this story, uh-huh. I want to skip ahead in time just a little bit to see what happened to this community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what does a Dybbuk-possessed Cossack leader do? I think stumble <laughs> beyond the hills and is never heard from again. Becomes the, the one with the dark forest, maybe? The Cossacks send a new leader who's just as awful and terrible as before. Or awful and terrible in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, obviously... Zelda, there's got to be something between Zelda and Benjamin. Yeah, yeah I yeah, kind definitely. of feel like it ends at a wedding. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Zelda. <laughs> yes, yes, their wedding. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's been it's been long enough. Zelda's children are grown and out of the house. Her husband has died many years ago. It has been long enough for her to have another. Yeah, aww, mm-hmm. that's sweet. We obviously see Shira playing, playing at this of wedding, course. of course. Yeah, where's Katsuki? I think Katsuki has taken a feeling of responsibility to have to care for Zalman. I feel that after what has happened, Zalman is probably nowhere the same as he used to be. Zalman's hair is white now. So out of, as one should, care for those who are unwell and those who are old, Khatsky is doing that for Zalman. And, and Zalman is there, obviously weak, obviously changed quite a bit from this experience but he is there clapping in time with everyone else with shira's music or zelda's dance i think we see we we get to see a shot of of rivka uh with her young son in her arms we see the husband who eh, maybe not good enough but he's there Um, (laughs) yitzhak exists yitzhak is yitzhak exists is there and I think most importantly from this situation, the, the, I think the the true good that came of it that no one can say is not good is we, we see the, the two rabbis sitting yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are sharing mutual respect and, and joy in this community coming together for this wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Does there mm-hmm. wind up being one synagogue in the end? Maybe. That's a really <laughs> tough question. <laughs> yeah. It's a story for another game. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's and thank you guys. This was this was amazing. This was so much fun. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Thank you. Well, heroes, that's it for one shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with Paranoia, starring Arnie, Adel, and Matt from Hello from the Magic Tavern. Please check out the update on our site to learn more about Cat moving on from one shot and thank her for her contributions over the years. This Wednesday, we'll have a new episode of Campaign, and it will be resuming a regular posting schedule, with a new episode posting every other week on Wednesdays. This week on the OneShot Twitch stream on Wednesday, we're inviting Caleb Stokes from Roleplaying Public Radio to show off his new game, Party Foul. That'll be at 7 p.m. Central Time. On Thursday, we have a new episode of TPK with JPC at 7 p.m. Central Time. Then on Saturday, June 23rd at 12 p.m., we're bringing the Tomb of Annihilation to the Dungeon Dome. Lady Harpath's Tomb Breakers will take on the Lich Lord Aserak in a high-level brawl. You'll be able to influence the game with inspiration, summon skeletons, and much, much more. The Kickstarter for the Dungeon Dome card game is coming in June. With the Dungeon Dome card game, you'll be able to build tag teams of your favorite Dungeon Dome heroes and pit them against each other in exciting strategy-driven battles. I'm so proud of the design, and Will Kirkby has done an amazing job bringing the characters of the Dome to life. Be among the first to hear about the Dungeon Dome card game Kickstarter by signing up for the mailing list. Just follow the link in our show notes or go to bit.ly slash Dungeon Dome. Heroes, I wrote a book. It's a guide to help players both new and old build complex character backstories, and it will even help you play the game when you're alone. On October 2018, it will be available on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles, and anywhere books are sold. You can pre-order it now by following the link in our show notes or searching Amazon for James D'Amato. Heroes, many of your one-shot favorites will be at Gen Con this year. We have a lot of panels and shows that we'd like you to attend. You can get the full list by going to bit.ly slash osngencon. That's bit.ly slash osngencon. There, you'll be able to find a fully updated document with everything we're doing. One-shot events tend to sell out quickly, so please sign up as soon as you can. And if an event does get sold out, you can always show up at the appointed time and location with generic tickets, and we'll try and sneak you in. We'd love to see more people at our System Mastery Live event on Thursday at 2 p.m. and our Neoscum Live event Friday at 7 p.m. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I once again want to talk about immigration. Homeland Security is cruelly separating families at the border for no legitimate reason. Immigration authorities have separated at least 700 children from their families, and about 100 of them are under the age of 4. We know the government will bend to public pressure because they have already reunited one asylum seeker with her child after more than 38,000 activists made their voices heard. Now we need to make sure our members of Congress take action to end this cruel practice once and for all. Let's make sure no more families are ripped apart. And of course, the best way to do that is contacting your representatives. When I contact my representatives, I use a resource called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for issues like this, along with contact information for your representatives and a script to read while you're on the phone to make the whole process easier. Calling just takes a few minutes and it can make a huge difference on important issues like this. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. 
For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.